Welcome to the Pro Tips Podcast, brought to you by Noodle Pros and Inspirica. We are the only podcast that provides expert tips from professional test prep tutors, education consultants, and education insiders. Today, I welcome Donald Viscardi, who is a exceptional GMAT tutor. He's been tutoring the GMAT for 35 years all over the world. Welcome, Donald. Thanks for Thank your time. You. Thank you, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be here once again. All right. So, Donald, let's get to the topic. Can you talk about the GMAT algorithm? That's one of the most common questions we get from students who want to take the GMAT. Sure thing. And it's uh, something that's sort of surrounded by a lot of mystery and a lot of misconceptions. So it is good to understand it fully. Uh, the, the GMAT algorithm refers to the process in which the GMAT score is arrived at, right? It's unlike any other standardized test because basically the algorithm scores, gets you your score as you go through the test, right? You start with a medium level difficulty question depending on whether you get that right or wrong, the next question will come up accordingly. So if you miss a question, uh, the next question will be easier. If you get the question right, the next question will be more difficult. So basically it's adaptive because the computer adapts to your performance. Wow, okay. So given that, first of all, is it stressful when you don't get the question right? Well, I usually prescribe that you can't, you can't think about that because you don't know if you're not getting it right or not. So, so, so some things to consider are that, you know, the, the test makers also will intersperse some experimental questions in there, like actually up to about 25% of the questions might actually not count, but could be very easy. So you can't get into the mindset of, you know, oh, crud, this question is easy. It must mean I'm, I'm screwing up on the test or, or something like that. So you can't really think about that. You, know, you just the, have to focus and just take each one at a time. That, well, yeah, sort of, but, but understand some of the, you know, the, the basic restrictions given the adaptive format. And that means like that's gonna affect the way you take the test because the computer makes the most sweeping decisions about you early in the section, right? A lot of people liken it to like a first date that it's, you know, the, the, in the first 10 questions, the computer, the algorithm is already kind of judged, you know, who you mm. are and what kind of student you are. So that's why the first 10 questions are critical. So even though you can't get hung up on thinking about, oh, what is the difficulty level of the question I'm doing now, you have to do everything you can to do as well as you can on the first 10 questions uh, of the test. And that so could mean... Go ahead, I'm, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry to cut you off because I have a question right now. Mm -hmm. um, so when you work with students and you impress that upon them, what, how, how do you help them with those first 10 questions? Well, one thing is pacing, right? You have, you have let's say in the, in the quantitative section, you have uh, 62 minutes and you have 31 questions. So basically two minutes per question. Um, you have to try to stick to that as much as you can. And it might even be the case where you could spend a little bit more time. There are strategies that particular tutors can develop with differing students uh, based on that. So some, some tutors might recommend doing, you know, thinking about two and a half minutes for the first 10 questions, two minutes for the next 10, and, you know, 1.5 nice. minutes for the final 10, things like that. Because again, by the time you, you can't play catch up with the algorithm, if you screw up in the beginning, even if you're perfect towards the end, you're, you, you know, it, it's not going to 
you're not going to get as good a score as you could as if you would have done so well in the beginning. You know, uh, so what other what other uh, tips do you have about the algorithm, you know, so that because I know, like you said, people read, you know, online and it, there's so many myths. What else can you tell us? Well, you you one other major thing is that you cannot skip questions, right? You cannot move on to the next question until you've done the one that you're doing. So I find with students, especially early in the process, they're in the middle of their quant section and they're doing fairly well and then they get hung up on a question, you know, draining two, three, four, even five minutes into the question saying, if I stick with this nabbit, I'm gonna get this right. Um, and then they end up messing themselves up for later when they're, you know, eight up five minutes, which means they're not going to finish the section. And, and the algorithm also has heavy penalties for getting multiple questions in a row incorrect and also for not finishing the section. So you have to do as much as you can to like in the middle of that section, you're on that hard quant section. You got to bite the bullet. Just take a guess and move on. Eliminate what you can and don't worry about it and then get yourself into the next question. That's why I say you can't, you can't have that little commentator on your shoulder saying, right. oh, I think he's doing really poorly now because he just got a couple Dagnabbit. of easy questions. Yes. Okay. okay, my last question quickly, because we're running out of time is, mm -hmm. um, let's just use, use you as an example. How long do you work with your students? When ideally should they start? Um, you know, all those type of things. Again, it depends on their starting point, right? If, it, if it's a student completely clean slate, has never seen the GMAT before, wants to just get started. And the luxury of the GMAT is, the, you know, there aren't set test dates. So you can set your own test date pretty much any time of the year. Uh, it's probably about, you know, eight to, eight to 12 weeks, eight to 10 weeks, something like that. But I also work with a lot of students who want like tuning up, who've already taken the test where it might be shorter periods than that. So it really depends on their level of expertise, their level of exposure to the test and uh, you know when, when they're proposing their test dates as well. Excellent. All right, Donald, thanks so much for being on. This was super, super helpful. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks again, Lisa. Thank you for listening today. To learn more about Noodle Pros, Inspirica or our guests, reach out to us at 844-663-9484 or noodlepros.com or inspirica.com. This is Lisa Jacobson wishing you happy learning. Come back next time for another Inside Expert and even more pro tips.